Revelation chapter 19 in your Bibles this afternoon. <clears throat> I'm not going to be long, but you've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. Amen. <laughs> no, I think Brother Jeremy was the one that offered me a quarter to preach short before the message. I got a quarter. Who to give me a dollar? I got a dollar. But I'm not who to give me two. Who to give me three? Who to give me three? Give me four. I see that hand. Amen. No, brother Brett asked me. He said, he said, uh, you're going to preach five minutes this afternoon. I said, I, well, I was thinking three, but I could get long-winded if I needed to. If I needed to. Amen. All right. Book of Revelation. Wonderful book. Uh, go over to chapter 21 and we'll begin there. Revelation chapter 21. We're going to look at heaven. We're going to look at a little window into heaven this afternoon. And I'm not going to be long, but I want you to see some things that you are going to see when you get into heaven. And the Bible declares it. Yeah, bring it on up here. And um, thank you, sir. Amen. Wow. Wow, we're close. Our 2022, last year's Faith Promise Giving was $3,335 a month. And so far, our 2023 giving commitment is $3,293 a month. So it's, we're right at, we're right at where we were last year. Now, don't, don't take that as a downer because there may be some that didn't fill out a card and um, there may be some that just going to give and didn't, didn't do, there's always somebody who fills, doesn't fill out a card. Amen? But they give. So those of you who don't, didn't fill out a card but you give, you have to give double now. Amen? Because <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm I'm just kidding, but uh, thank God. Lisa tells us we can keep all our current missionaries going, keep them on, and uh, Lord willing, we got another year. And as God, maybe God will open up the door. Maybe we'll be able to do more. We don't know, but we'll just we'll just see what whatever God gives. If we if we listen to God, then then that's that's all we need. Amen. Amen. And we can thank the Lord for that. So praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, Revelation chapter twenty-one, verse twelve. Verse 12, actually we'll start at verse 10. And he carried me away into the spirit to a great high mountain, showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. So John the apostle here gets a vision. He sees what heaven's really like because it descends on where he's at. Now he's on exile in the, mount, uh, in, um, the island of Patmos, all right? So he sees heaven, all right? Verse 11. Having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and the names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them the names 
of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city, and the gates thereof, and the wall thereof. And the city lieth four square, and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with a reed, 12,000 furlongs. The length and the breadth of the height of it are equal. And he measured the wall thereof, and 140 and four cubits. That's a tall wall. According to the measure of a man, that is, of the angel. And the building of the wall of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third chalcedony, the fourth an emerald. The fifth, sardonyx, the sixth, sardius, the seventh, chrysolite, the eighth, beryl, the ninth, a topaz, the tenth, a something or other, chrysoprasus, okay, the eleventh, a jacinth, and the twelfth, an amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. Can you imagine that? And I saw no temple therein. For the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it, and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word this afternoon and fill us with your spirit, Lord, as we open it this afternoon. And God, I just pray that the truths of it would come alive to our heart and our mind, Lord, in these next few moments. Thank you for our people, Lord. I love them. I pray you bless them. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. What a picture of heaven that the Apostle John sees. He is exiled here, as I said, on the island of Patmos. And he sees these things that he has, that we've read. He sees the holy Jerusalem, as it were, descending out of heaven from God. And he sees the glory of God. Wow. <clears throat> Can you imagine the glory of God? And her light. There's a light to the glory of God. And it, and, and it says it was like a stone, or like a precious stone, and uh, like a jasper stone, but even clear as crystal. Now, <clears throat> Someone once asked, you know, the gold in heaven is like, is like transparent gold. Now, if, if, can you imagine the streets of gold? Now, we have in our mind what gold looks like. And it's not transparent in our mind. But in heaven, it is so pure that it's transparent. You can see right through it. Can you imagine walking on streets like that? It's, uh, it, it, have you ever seen those... Uh, those cliffs that they put those um, 
glass ledges that go out and you can walk on glass out over a cliff? Not me, brother. <laughs> Amen. That can be you, but not me. Uh, I'll walk on my glass when I get to heaven. Yeah. Amen. Amen. If it's in heaven, I know I'll, I can be able to be good in heaven. But so this picture is painted here. And then he sees in verse 12, 12 tribes of Israel. And the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. By the way, that's the 144,000 that it's talking about. 12 tribes with 12,000 people. And, and by the way, those are not Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay? So don't get that mixed up. Those are the 12 tribes of Israel. So don't let anybody tell you that's, that's not how, so. Okay, so we see there the children of Israel. Now we see three gates in verse 13 on each side. The eastern gate has three, and, and each side, there's, because the city, the Bible says it's four, but it's not just four, it's four square, okay? I'm, I'm doing it wrong. Duh, da, 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 like that. So it's as high as it is wide, and it's as long as it is high. It's a city that lies four square. Now, we only see things in, I guess it'd be three-dimensional. Yeah. We see things in three-dimensional. Is that right? Yes, sir. Okay, we see things three-dimensional. But in heaven, it's four-dimensional. It's a city that lies four square. Heaven is high. Uh, you, when we think of mansions, we think of them across some beautiful grassy field or mountain. It might be your mansion is a... Th thousand miles high. I don't know. I, I don't know all the details. We, we know just enough to know it's going to be glorious. Okay? So on each side of those gates, each side of the city, east, west, north and south, there's three gates. There's three gates. Okay. Now, verse um, 12, or 14. It has foundations. It has 12 foundations. Now, if it has 12 foundation stones, can you imagine how large they are? They must be big. Because it lies four square. And, and the city of it um, is 12,000 furlongs. Now, I didn't do the math on that one, so I don't know. But then he says the wall of it is 140 four cubits. Now a cubit, uh, they didn't have tape measures back in the Bible days. So a man would measure it from his elbow to the tip of his large finger. That was typically the cubit of a man. Now if you're shorter, it's a little different. So they would adjust it, okay? They would adjust it accordingly and do the math so that you had a built-in tape measure. Whenever you were building something, you had a built-in tape measure right there and you knew exactly how, how long. So that's why he says, verse 17, they measured the wall thereof. It was 144 cubits according to the measure of the man, that is, of the angel. Now, verse 18, and the building of the wall of it was jasper, and the city was pure gold. Now, we have the idea that it's just the streets that are pure gold. Let me tell you something, this whole city's gold. And I, I kind of believe those walls are pure gold. 
And in those walls are precious stones. You know, think about it. If you had one of those large precious stones, say you had one large diamond, you sold it, you could live the rest of your life. But in heaven, those things are not the most valuable things. Okay? And I'll show you that here in just a minute. So he says, then he goes to the foundations. Again, verse 19, and the foundations of the walls of the city were garnished with all manner of precious stone. Now, we read them all, and I'm not going to read them all again, especially because I can't pronounce some of them, all right? But what he's saying is, is that these stones decorate these walls, uh, or the foundations of the city, and these uh, walls are all, all over. I mean, precious stones all over transparent glass. No wonder the Bible teaches us that I hath not seen nor ear heard of the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I mean, it's going to blow our mind. It's it's just we're not going to be able to comprehend it. Okay, here's verse 21. I like this. And the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Like one preacher said, I'd like to see the oyster those pearls came from. Right? A gate made of one pearl. Whew. Well, if there are pearls, then there's got to be clams. And if there's clams, there's got to be oceans. I wouldn't go swimming in the ocean with a clam like that. Amen? It swallow you up. But no, he's, he's trying to get us to see that heaven is gloriously different than what we see on earth. And, and, and didn't the psalm writer, or I'm sorry, didn't the Apostle Paul tell the church of Corinth, now we look through a glass darkly? We, we don't see things as clear as they really are. You know why? Because up in heaven, the glory of God is the light thereof. And that's what helps us see the clearness of heaven. Now we're not done. Verse 21, every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. And I saw no temple there in, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple in it. Now notice the two. Who is the two? The Lord God Almighty and the Lamb. Who is the Lamb? That's Jesus. He was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world, according to uh, uh, John the Baptist. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. And by the way, if you go down to verse 27, the last phrase tells us um, there's a lot of things not going to be in heaven. There's not going to be abomination. There won't be any lies in heaven. Um, Nobody, nobody will be able to lie their way into heaven. Amen. God sees it all. Those things will not enter. Nothing that defiles heaven. The only thing that's going to be he, here, he, he declares, is they, they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Now, there's two books in Revelation. There's the book of life, which everyone's name is written in. If you were born, how many of you have been born? All right. Anybody not been born? All right. 
okay? You've been born, your name is written in the book of life. You have life, okay? But that doesn't mean your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. The Lamb's book of life. That's why Jesus said the books were open. The books were open. Not just one book, but those are written in the Lamb's book of life. See, the only way to get into heaven is through the Lamb who was slain before the foundation of the earth. Now stick with me. Don't fall asleep yet, even though you ate too much this afternoon, okay? Stay with me. Notice what he says. Verse 23, And the city had no need of sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Now here's what I want to get to, verse 24. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. Now notice he's not just talking about individuals. He's talking about nations. The nations that are saved. He's talking about, and I believe that what he's trying to teach us is that in the latter days, there's going to be a great turning away, and then there will be some turning to Christ. And when that happens, I believe there are going to be some nations as a whole that will turn to Christ. Now, that's Pastor Larson, chapter 1 and verse 1. So you take that for what it's worth, okay? But that's just kind of what I think is, is going on here. But regardless of who it is, he's saying the nations which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth to bring their glory and honor into it. See, this is the value of missions. Value of missions is when the gospel is given and the gospel is spread, it goes not just into some people. It goes into nations. It can go to kings. It can go to kings. And you know, that story that I read to you this morning about David and Svea flood, it was the story of how a king was saved and the king of that tribe was saved and he influenced all the others to get saved. And I kind of think that's what's happening. Imagine, imagine this. You give a dollar to a missionary the missionary has an opportunity to talk to a king, a president. You know, Brother Tony Stark told me that he had talked to uh, President Museveni of Uganda. He said, I wanted to ask him one question. <laughs> I want to ask him if he was saved. I want to ask him if he knew the Lord. And he said he kind of gave a weak testimony, but he said, my wife is. But imagine being that missionary that you send there. He, he went, he was able to go because we sent him. And he got an opportunity to talk to a king. And I believe as the time of Christ draws near, there's going to be these opportunities come. And that king is going to have an influence over his nation. And the nations of the earth are going to be, there's going to be nations in heaven. Think of that for a minute. 
That's big. We know also the next verse talks about, or chapter uh, 22 talks about the healing. The leaves of the tree were for the healings of the nations. And I don't know all what that means. I really don't. I have no idea. But I'll say this. Something that happens can happen in missions is this right here can happen. And I just think that it could be one of these missionaries who goes to a country and talks to a king. <laughs> There's going to be kings there, right? Talks to a king. Kings get saved. He influences his country, his nation. Boy, you know, we look at our world as we see the negatives. We see the decline of the world, right? But you know what that is? That's an amazing thing that's going to happen. That's something amazing. That's something that we cannot imagine. Is kings of the earth and nations of the earth getting saved. You say, who are those nations? I don't know. I don't know. I wish I did. I'd, I'd get a missionary there as soon as I could. Amen. But I, I don't know about you, but that's an exciting thought to think that you can have your part in a missionary who tells the king because we know they're not going to hear unless somebody guides them. Remember Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch? He was in the chariot. He was reading his Bible. He wanted to get saved. And Philip hopped up in the chariot and said, do you understand what you're reading? He said, how can I except somebody guide me? So there needs to be a guide, somebody leading these kings to Christ to, to show them that this is the way of salvation. And I believe it's these kings that are influencing the people in their nation to come to Christ. I think that's something we have not yet seen yet. And to be honest with you, I could be totally off base. God could work this thing out a whole different way. But I know one thing. He uses his men. He uses his men to talk about Christ. Dr. Tom Williams was getting on an elevator one day. He walked in this elevator, and there was Elvis Presley. <laughs> he looked at the number as the elevator was going up or down. He said, I got three floors to witness to Elvis. And all these things are going into his mind. And Elvis, he said, Elvis actually gave a clear testimony that he was saved as a boy, grew up in a good church when he was young. Okay, take that for what it's worth, all right. But wouldn't it be interesting to know, or a blessing to know, what those mission dollars did in one of these countries, how a king was reached, and a king influenced his people. I don't really know if that works. I don't know if that's exactly what God's saying. But I'll tell you what, there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle that could fit together to make us see nations. We know there's going to be nations and kings there. How are they going to get saved? How are they going to know? They've got to hear the gospel somehow, some way. Amen? By the way, I, I don't like what our president is doing in this country. And it's because he's lost. And it's because he does not know God. 
That's, that's why. And, and so we ought to pray for him. We need to pray that he'll get saved. Can you imagine if we had a president that was saved and he started telling everybody in this nation? He got up in the microphone one day in the State of the Union and said, Folks, I've got to tell you something that happened to me. I got saved. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? That'd be amazing. All the Democrats would drop their teeth. What's he saying? But I believe some, one of these days, what we do for God is going to be able to influence somebody. And it's going to amount to kings and nations here in Christ. I don't know all how it works, but I know those are, those are things that we're going to see in heaven. And it's going to be a glorious thing. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes this afternoon.